When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes! It's Friday. Try your powers! Oh, wait. Oh, I didn't get them all suited up to go, so oh. now I have to go over here. Hi, I'm not doing that right now. Hi, it's Friday. <laughs> Holly, you do it. Thank you. Yes. I'm Bradley Trainer. You're listening to The Colleen and Bradley Show. Colleen will be back with us next week. It's Holly and I. Woo! Bringing you into your weekend. Now, Holly, you have all the latest on the story that has kept us in headlines all week. I mean, thankfully, there are headlines for us to talk about on the radio, but this is not about us. It's about uh, what happened at the Oscars on Sunday night. Holly, we've started to hear reactions from some of the people involved following Will Smith's slapping of... Chris Rock at the Oscars during the telecast on Sunday night. Who else have we heard from today? Well, today we're hearing from the producer of the Oscar telecast. His name is Will Packer, and he sat down with Good Morning America today to explain his perspective on what happened during Sunday night's telecast. And this is some pretty useful information in as much as we are hearing from folks who were actually there and had a stake in what happened at the Oscars. Yeah, so a person directly connected. Like, there's been a lot of people with opinions. Most of us are like, yeah, thanks for that opinion. But really, we've all got those. Yeah. And I'm fine with mine over here. But I want to hear from the people involved. Exactly. So we're hearing from Will Packer today. And he gave an extensive interview this morning on his perspective of the events that took place on Sunday and uh, wanted to hear a little bit from him. Good morning, America, man. They are rough business, but we do have a couple of (laughs) because, well, one of the things I wanted to explain about Will Packer and and we do have a couple of clips of him talking about certain points, but one of the things that was really um, helpful in understanding what happened on Sunday night is that Will Packer gave context to the moment, to the moment where Will Smith went up on stage and hit Chris Rock. And Will Packer was just like us, meaning he, he was just as unaware of what was happening as we were. Exactly. A little frightening being that he's running the show. But yeah. I imagine 
you know, when you're dealing with high profile celebrities, there's a certain amount of license they're given to kind of do their own thing. Well, exactly. Because Will Packer said he was really excited. And in fact, he and others behind the scenes at the Academy Awards were really excited about how the telecast was going. And they were in celebration mode. They were like, this is really going great. We've got these hosts doing an incredible job on stage. And he was excited to see Chris Rock present the Oscar for Best Documentary feature because he was like, Chris Rock? It's going to do his thing. We've got some great jokes lined up on the teleprompter. Chris Rock is going to crush it. He's going to deliver and it's going to be wonderful and we're going to move on. Well, what Will Packer says is that Chris Rock improvised his whole situation. So that joke that Chris Rock told was not one of those jokes that was on the teleprompter. It was completely improvised. Will Packer was like, oh, okay. Then Will Smith got up on stage In that moment of being like, well, that was improvised. Is this also improvised? These are two funny gentlemen known for their comedic talents. Am I going to sit back and I'm going to watch something unfold that I'm unprepared for? Well, then it happened. And then Will Packer, I think, had a a reaction that a lot of us did. What just happened? Yeah. What was Lots going of questions. On? Do, Lots of questions. Where do you want to start with him in the Good Morning America interview? Because, again, if you missed that, you probably, many of you haven't had a chance to hear it. He, you know, this is the first chance to sort of hear from his own words. Sure. Well, let's talk about, so it happened, right? Yep. Then what happened afterwards? Let's talk about the Los Angeles Police Department getting involved in all of this. Yeah, so there was a clip, there was a part of the interview, I should say, that uh, that I thought was relevant because, again, like, I'm mostly interested in what we didn't know and perspectives we haven't heard. So this is how things happened after the slap, after people are, uh, Chris Rock goes backstage, after Will Packer has talked to him initially and the LAPD come to his office. The LAPD came and needed to talk to Chris. And so they came into my office and they were laying out very clearly what Chris's rights were. And they were saying, this is battery. We will go get him. We are prepared. We're prepared to get him right now. You can press charges. We can arrest him. As they were talking, Chris was, um, he was being very dismissive of those options. He was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. He was like, no, no, no. And even to the point where I said, I said, Rock, let him, let him finish. And they said, you know, would you like us to take any action? And he said, no, he said, no. And I didn't have any conversation with Will. But um, so then, and then can you just, I'm sorry, I know we stopped there, but can we just continue to hear a little bit more of Will Packer following the you know LAPD coming into his office it kind of bl- blends into that last chunk sure he says they asked Smith to leave which he refused a lot of folks immediately were wondered why he got up walked that far assaulted somebody went back to his seat and was allowed to stay right what was the conversation behind the scenes it happened to be right before uh, the best actor award Shayla told me that they were about to physically remove Will Smith. And I had not been a part of those conversations. And so I immediately went to the academy leadership that was on site and I said, Chris Rock doesn't want that. I said, 
Rock has made it clear that he does not want to make a bad situation worse. That All was right. Chris's so energy. That, I just wanted to get that yeah. in there, too, because what Will Packer seems to be saying ultimately, and again, this is following Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on Sunday night, is that he was most concerned about the people involved, specifically Chris Rock, not dictating so much as having his wishes followed in terms of the response that Will Packer, there are a lot of moving parts in this entire scenario. What Will Packer is the producer. So he's the one running the show. He's the one directing, making sure um, that things for the telecast are moving smoothly. So from his perspective, he was perhaps more concerned with what Chris Rock wanted in this moment. And I think that's the perspective, one of the main perspectives he shares in that that interview with Good Morning America, which we haven't heard up to this point. Right. And also another perspective that Will Packer is sharing regarding the slap incident is that well, a lot of people have it. There's been a lot of conversation back and forth in the the entirety of the week. Why? Why did Will Smith stay? Because some people were like, well, like Will Packer said, there were conversations about Will Smith leaving the Academy Awards, but he ultimately stayed. And Will Packer provides some perspective. Mm. And so let's listen to Will okay. Packer talk about Will Smith accepting his Academy Award for Best Actor on Sunday. Talking moment weren't lost on him, but offered another viewpoint. You know, um, I probably have a different perspective on that, TJ, because I'm, I'm, I was in the room and I know a lot of those people. And so it wasn't like this was somebody they didn't know. It doesn't make anything that he did right. It doesn't excuse that behavior at all. But I think that the people in that room who stood up, stood up for somebody who they knew, right? Who was a peer, who was a friend, who was a brother, who has a three decades plus long career of being the opposite of what we saw in that moment. I think these people saw the person that they know and were hoping that somehow, some way, this was an aberration. He's going to stand on stage and maybe Chris Rock comes from the back and says, ah, we got you all, you know. Um, I, I, I don't think that these were people that were applauding anything at all about that moment. And all these people saw their friend at his absolute worst moment and were hoping that they could encourage him and lift him up and that he would somehow try to make it better. Well, so that's Will Packer's perspective on the standing ovation that Mm -hmm. Will Smith received when he won his Oscar. Which a lot of people thought was very uncomfortable, if not gross. And and people involved, uh, like among them Wanda Sykes and... Amy Schumer specifically talking about how they felt uncomfortable in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does provide, as he says, a perspective unique to the situation that we've not heard before. Right. So as this story is unfolding, we're getting lots of different perspectives. And this is what we've been wanting in the absence of these perspectives 
of the people involved on Sunday night, there's been a lot of conversation. And so now we're adding <laughs> more so to polite. the conversation. There's been a lot of conversation. A lot of people have been I, yelling at each other and mostly yes. not at each other. They've been yelling into the wind. Yes. And I think, you know, and there are shades of that because there are people who are involved, people who are tangentially involved, yeah. people who are like doubly, triply, quadruply tangentially involved. Like, and, and, and everybody is entitled to their own opinion, but... And we've got opinions. Like, I'm sure if I asked you, like, what do you think about that? You would have an opinion. I I think those are far less necessary right now because I think we're still in that, like, learning phase. And Chris Rock himself is still processing what happened, I think, insofar as he has yet to craft the response that he would like people to hear. And in the absence of it, I don't feel like we have the full story. I feel like we can all share our feelings and should. I mean, we were all, I shouldn't say we all. Many people were made uncomfortable following that moment. Uh, if you were watching live, yes, many people reacted when they saw the bits and pieces come out in social media afterward. But again, myopically, like you're not seeing the whole picture. So again, I'm, I'd be less interested in your hot take if you saw something on Twitter or heard about it. That doesn't prevent people from sharing those hot takes constantly. No. And I will say for my own part, and I want to hear what you have to say as well, if if you're willing to say that, after we have sat with this for a week, I have myself been on a journey of how I feel about this situation. And it includes a range of emotions from sadness, frustration, disgust, um, you know, like, I guess I could just throw all of the feelings in there, like really all the positive ones and the negative ones, because I'm happy in the way some people responded. I'm unhappy in the way others responded. And that's been interesting journey in in my own head for the last week. But I think for me, the takeaway is just that this is one of those situations where we can pick at things under, try to understand things better, learn something about ourselves and, what we think of others. And then like, you don't, you just don't have to get up and go, that was right. Or that was wrong. We should do it. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> that was the lesson for me this week is uh-huh. I don't need to have that strident opinion because I don't, it, it's just not necessary for me to understand and appreciate what happened last week. Yeah. Or Ag- last Sunday. Ag- agreed on all fronts, Bradley. Yeah. Sometimes you just, I think with this with this story, it is like you go on the journey of feelings and sometimes it's being open to like, yeah, maybe I will have different perspectives. And as as the story unfolds, it's like, oh, well, that's interesting. There's new information that's coming out and you don't have to just be like what you said. This is what my opinion. Yeah. And you because then yeah. you realize like, well, you don't have all the information. No. And, and inevitably somebody's going to point something out to you and you're going to go, oh, oh that yeah. was I'm glad I. I hadn't thought about that. Uh-huh. Like, I just take really quickly as an example, Wanda Sykes. She, you know, had her opinions on Ellen. And she, you, if you appreciate her perspective as one of the hosts of this telecast um, and a comedian, a person who is on stage sharing her thoughts in comedy, which could offend, you understand her opinion. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense. That doesn't stop people, though, from hearing her words and not thinking about her position and her opinion and then um, maybe trying to, I don't know, give her some grace in that moment. 
Um, All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In the way that a lot of the moving parts, a lot of the people in the situation, people would just react to them. People reacted to Will Smith, not perhaps considering the full range of emotions that he was bringing to bear it's not to excuse behavior it's just to say things are complicated and this is a really fascinating opportunity i said this last night to my partner and he kind of laughed it off he's like i mean because i i was this is a my talk dirt alert and here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's the beautiful Miss Holly Roberts. Hey, why don't you try pushing that beautiful bean footage over there? Which one? I don't know. Anything, really. Oh, come on in, Holly. Okay. I hear you have headlines. Great. Oh, jeez. Oh. What did you have for lunch? Oh, put your clothes back on. Well, I can't. Oh, my God. It won't stop. <laughs> Fun on Friday, kids. Sorry, Holly. It is Friday. Let's talk about Jim Carrey. Mm. Mm -hmm. Who says? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Remember when I said just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you need to always share it. Well, now Jim Carrey isn't sharing his opinion on the news of the day in this story because Jim Carrey says he's probably retiring. Oh, okay. Tell me more. (laughs) He said, I've done enough. Now, Jim Carrey is out doing press for that uh, esoteric film, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, so esoteric. (laughs) Wasn't that the one where they had to like redo the teeth? Well, that's the one. So the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which was a hit, by the way, so much so that they have a sequel. They had to go back and redo all of the CGI for Sonic the Hedgehog because when that trailer first came out, Sonic the Hedgehog was so bleeping ugly. Why? That he offended so many people that they had to go back and rearrange the kitchen. So creepy. So creepy. But anyway, what the heck is Jim Carrey telling us that he's not uh, acting anymore for? Well, you know, Jim Carrey out doing press for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. He told Axis Hollywood, well, I'm retiring. Yeah, probably. And I'm being fairly, fairly serious. Okay. But he did say uh, that if Dolly Parton asked him to be in her upcoming movie, that he would consider the offer. Oh, this I actually know something about. Because didn't yeah. she say something like... She thought he would make a good Porter, not Porter Wagoner, the other guy that she partnered with on the, he, not the Hee Haw, the Opry. What was the guy's name? The Grand Old Opry. Uh, I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head, but Access asked Jim Carrey, hey, Dolly Parton is interested in you being in her upcoming project. What do you say about that? But he's like, you know, I, I'm retiring and I'm fairly serious about this. He said, 
This is Jim Carrey talking, quote, I feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity saying as long as time exists. I have enough. I've done enough. I am enough. I mean, Jim Carrey, like I like I find part of that to be particularly refreshing and and Porter. No, it was Porter Wagoner, Hmm. which I guess was her. I was thinking of Porter Wagoner as who's the Elvis guy. Colonel Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker was in my head when I said Porter Wagoner. I have now corrected my brain. We can move on. I find Jim Carrey occasionally his, you know, sort of bluntness to be refreshing but the bluntness of the words themselves, like the words themselves that he's choosing to be blunt with, I'm like, oh, I mean, okay. But yeah. in general, I feel like Jim Carrey, that's his move, right? Yes. His signature move is to sort of zig when other people zag or zag when other people zig. Exactly. You know, like I'm I'm on the fringes of Hollywood. I'm not, you know, part of all those crazy kids. Yeah, but meanwhile, but like I'm, meanwhile, that's what got you where you are. Yeah, know? and meanwhile, I'm doing a big budget Hollywood movie where I'm stuck. It's like the Hedgehog too. Yeah, exactly. Tell us more about retiring from Hollywood, Jim Carrey. Yes, until the next paycheck requires your attention, Holly. Hey, thank you. Speaking of which, you earned your paycheck in that segment. Well, when we come you. back, will you continue to earn it with some blind items? You know. All right, we got a special guest. We're going to do juicy bits of gossip uh, right here on My Talk 1071. Hi, do you like gossip? You're in the right place, fool. Good afternoon, happy Friday, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm the Bradley. Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly, what was that? I think that was our mystery guest. Oh. <laughs> Making some creepy noises in her hole. It's, I, well, no, I meant our production <laughs> hole. Sorry. Oh, did it sound okay? Oh, my God. You're on fire today. That's Donna. Oh, sounds She's weird. She's a special guest for this segment we like to call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Uh, we're solving celebrity gossip mysteries here. And joining us is Donna Valentine from the Donna and Steve show. Hi. Hey, what were you doing over here? I just moved a piece of paper, and for whatever reason, it really picked up the the sound. It did. I almost thought it was like... No, it was just like... Okay, got it. Sorry, Well, thank you for joining us. You know we love gossip, and Donna, you guys, is like the best fill-in blind item player. Aw, thanks. You're welcome. Let's solve this first celebrity gossip mystery. The world at large is learning something today. They should have known for the entire run of this decades-long network performance slash talent show. It is rigged. (gasps) What? What? Why are we learning this? But you and I haven't learned this yet, Donna. I know. Because I don't know. Did you talk about something like uh, about a show like this today? No, but if it's rigged, okay, decades. Which one do you think it is? Okay, well, it can't be the masked singer because that's not decades (laughs) old. That would have been my first guess. Really? Yes. Well, I also think that there are blind items alluding to that, but uh, not this time. Uh, It's got to be American Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Quang. What? Uh, What had happened? Well, let's fill in the blank, and then I think there is a headline that points in this direction. So the world at large learning something today they should have known for the entire run of American Idol that it... Show's rigged. So here's a headline that I found. American Idol, 
So someone known as Normandy received a golden ticket, but not an invite to Hollywood, but that that is very, very common, meaning that you get invited to the Hollywood portion of the program, but then producers are like, no, 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 you're actually not going to be going to Hollywood. That ain't right. That is rude. That is, wow. That's nasty. I can't believe someone hasn't spoken out earlier unless they're all signing NDAs yeah, don't on their way in. Don't you figure they're probably signing their life away so they can't actually talk without fear of reprisal? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so this all uh, unfolded where Normandy's audition, they, the judges liked it. All three judges exclaimed, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan, you're going to Hollywood. But then viewers started asking questions on why Normandy didn't appear on the first episode of Hollywood Week. But mm. apparently not all contestants are guaranteed to be shown during that episode. But that on TikTok, Normandy said that the production company told her she would not be going to Hollywood. Rude! Oh my that gosh. is that is mean. That's like breaking hearts. Yeah. I mean, that's your one shot, man. Mm-hmm. Donna, would you ever go on one of those singing competition shows? <laughs> if I could sing, yes. Thank you. I feel you. like you can sing. I can't, Brad. Did you do rock band? I did. Oh. I could what carry a tune. Uh, we did Pink. Oh, that's right. Yes. I thought you did a great job. I thought you did as Fred from the B-52s. Oh, that was so much fun. It was Let's fun. talk more about us. Actually, we should do another blind item. Blinded by the item. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Let's compliment each other some more. Oh, wow. It's the Mutual Admiration, Admiration Club. <laughs> you can go... Apparently, getting to see a movie before anyone is somehow going to convince the royals to support the celebrity cult in their country. What? The cele- Okay, wait. Okay, I just wait. lost my train of thought. <laughs> the royals and celebrity cult in their country. Is the celebrity cult uh, the one we like to call Scientology? Yeah. Oh. And the British royal family? They get to see a movie f- before others so yeah. that uh, okay yeah but what donna's checking her notes <laughs> <laughs> what hot movie are the uk royals allegedly supposedly according to this blind item going to be seeing first before anybody else is there a royal movie we don't know about no no but there's a movie Featuring a high-profile Scientology. Oh, 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 Donna. Oh. God, we're slow. Okay, so, okay, all right. High-profile Scientologist actor. The one. Mm -hmm. The only. Tom Cruise. Yes. And what movie is he doing? Oh, he's doing the, um, it's the, the, yep, yep, the Maverick Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Yes, yes, yes. Maverick Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. What is it? Top Gun Maverick. Thank you. Boy, that's an easy sell. Hey, we'll so let you see wh- our movie first, and then you support us? Weird. Yeah. Well, you know, both the UK British royal family and Scientology are very fond of their real estate holdings, so perhaps mm. they have some things in common there. But apparently getting to see Top Gun Maverick before anyone else is somehow supposed to convince the British royal family to support Scientology in the UK... Hmm. Yeah. Seems like a stretch. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I also just love the idea of the Royals heading to the, <laughs> the theater. You know, no, like, the theater's coming to them, I can assure you. <laughs> With like like a film spool? I mean, what would they show it on a DVD? 
A DVD. I mean, what are they showing on? Like if you if you're gonna bring Top Gun Maverick to (laughs) uh, Windsor Castle, what are you bringing it on? You're bringing it on a projector of some sort with Vitaphone. (laughs) Yep. And then you're like firing up the old film projector. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So fancy. Let's do another. All right. Today with Donna. Let's solve another celebrity gossip mystery. Apparently, the North of the Border singer thought he could beat the foreign-born former boy bander in a war of released singles on the same day. The North of the Border singer got crushed. Okay, so is this a Bieber sitch? No, it's the other North of the Border, Adi McCotter Pants, who just released a single. And it's not red-green. It's not. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, from that with Drew Barrymore, yeah. No. What? Uh, I'm what are you confused. Say? Who am I thinking of, Donna or Holly? <laughs> North of what's, the border. What's Drew Barrymore's ex, the Canadian? Tom Green. Tom Green. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, 1988. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I know what it is. Yes. Donna, he's sexy. Harry Styles. <laughs> yes. Okay. And who's the North of the Border? Justin Bieber. No! no. The other one. Oh, his north of the border? He just got got out of a publication ship. It is... Oh, oh, what's his face? Um, Camila Cabello's Well, that's uh, the lady part, but what's the man part? The man part is Sean Mendes. Yeah! Thank you! All right, that is wonderful. Good job solving that. So apparently, Sean Mendez thought he could beat Harry Styles in a war of release singles on the same day, that day being today. But Sean Mendez got crushed. All the attention yeah. is going to Harry Styles' real. new song. Let's be real. In fact, I got an emotional text from my partner because he loved the video so much. The, the Harry, Harry Styles, Styles video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I love what he's wearing. Sean Mendes. I mean, yeah. They're both pretty. Yeah, but I do get the impression I am not a connoisseur of either of these gentlemen's uh, creative endeavors, but I just I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he's a Brit and I just feel like Brits are fancier. I just feel like he has a an aura about him that's a little more elevated than like Sean Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, he's also got that Olivia Wilde. As his lady friends, he wears, you know, androgynous clothing. Yeah, yeah, he's... Pushes boundaries. He gets a lot more attention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have. Are you sure? We don't, can we do a quickie? Well, but I, so we got little, stuff to give okay. away. Oh, that's right. Okay, hey, Donna, here's the thing. I just didn't want our time together to end. Aww. So I will leave you by just saying thank you so very much for joining us Are you today. leaving us anytime soon? Yeah, in a week. Okay, we can have you for another week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say goodbye to you right now. Good day, sir. Get out of there. Bye. Love you. That's Donna joining us for today's Blind Items. And Holly, you referenced giving something away. And oh, do we have something ever. Oh! What are we giving away? We're giving away tickets to the NCAA Women's Final Four. Right now. So if you are one of the first five callers, you will win two wristbands for a Women's Final Four VIP event on Saturday. So you'll get a pair of wristbands to hang out with Alexis and Don at a VIP event for the NCAA Women's Final Four at Target Field. So enjoy complimentary drinks and snacks, all part of the NCAA Women's Final Four VIP experience. So if you want to get snacks, hang out with Alexis and Don. Uh, and hang, you know, hang out where there's basketball happening. 
The first five callers, 651-641-1071, will get a chance to be a part of this VIP experience over at Target Field. Fabulous, girl. Thank you. When we come back, the zombie publationship that just won't go away. And we referenced one of those individuals. We'll do it on the other side of this right here on My Talk 1071. Miss those are you okay bradley attention headlines that's the sound my friends of a publication ship that has uh gone away and is now back in the form of a zombie publication ship that we will tell you about here on the colina bradley show on my talk 1071 hi i'm bradley trainer happy friday that's holly roberts some sunlight out there today but i did reference a zombie publication ship before we went to break and now we're here again holly really yeah. quickly for the benefit of the listener who may have just shown up for the first time welcome Hi. thank you please stick around what is a zombie publication ship well first a publication ship is a celebrity relationship that's leveraged for publicity a zombie publication ship is a no longer functioning publication ship that has risen from the dead and the people involved in it are still milking the darn thing for headlines. And that's exactly what's happening with Shamila. What's a Shamila? (laughs) Shamila is a Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. I wonder, I wonder, oh, I wonder, wonder, oh, but oh, who? Boom. Who wrote the book of love? Well, are they who doing wrote a of that? the book of love between Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello? And why are they reading another chapter aloud at this very moment? Well, the reason is, oh, look. Oh, Sean Mendez has a new single. Okay. And not the craft American kind. I wish I had one of those. Oh. Between two pieces of fluffy white bread, a little butter on either side, and a pan, oh. some salt. Okay, anyway, no, we're talking, of course, about Sean Mendez, the Canadian singer you referenced in one of the blind items in the yep. last segment. Download the podcast. He has a new single out or a new video or something. He's doing some stuff. When is it When You're Gone? The name of the new single? Yeah. Or I, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. I don't remember. It's something about being fine after you break up. It's out, right? Yep. And uh, to that end, oh, look, Sean is opening up about his time with Camila Cabello. So they broke up, what, November? No, I don't know. It's been a long time since they broke up. It's been months. 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 And yet they still talk about it. Here's a headline from 14 hours ago on ET Canada because... He's Canadian, I assume. Mm-hmm. Sean Mendez tried to give himself blank during Camila Cabello breakup. Oh, oh, are we playing a game of what Let's. is that? <laughs> what, what, is, what show is that? It's called Fill in the Blanks. Hi, I'm Bradley Trainer, and uh, we're playing Fill in the Blanks. Today, our contestant from Ojai, California, Holly Catherine Roberts. Sure. I don't know what your middle name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should at this point. It's been 10 years. Not really, but you were with us even before you were with us. Sean Mendez tried to give himself blank during <laughs> breakup with Camila Cabello. I'm going to guess, Bradley. Yep. Sean Mendez tried to give himself whoopee. No, Bob. Oh. It's not whoopee. He tried to give himself grace. Okay. 
What? Okay, so I'm like, why is he still talking about this relationship? I know why. I know why. While speaking with Sirius XM's The Morning Mashup, Mr. Mendez said he is trying to not be too hard on himself about feelings and giving himself some grace. You look like like your eyes are about to roll Uh out of your head. There they go. He goes on to say, quote, I think a big one for me. Okay, great. I, I'm going to leave that alone. I think a big one for me was realizing that there's so many people in my life that I can rely on. I don't have to just put it all. I don't just have to put all of my, you know, hardship on one person. Okay. When I read that, my first reaction was, sir, I understand why you're not in a relationship anymore beyond the actual reason why, because you never were in the first place, but like for narrative purposes, okay, maybe you're not in a relationship anymore because you thought a relationship is putting hardship on other people. Right. Right. So like, I think a big one for me, he says was realizing there's so many people in my life that I can rely on. Basically, I didn't realize that there are a ton of people I can put my crap on. I don't just have to leave it for one person singularly. Oh, great. I I have a whole network of individuals that will have to be subject to my grace in this situation. Yeah. And I don't want to be too hard on Sean Mendez. He's doing the thing. He's doing his hustle. He is working it for his album. I totally get it. Or for his art, his, his business. Yeah. And, you know, he talks about in this interview all the other things we've talked about with Sean Mendez, like he's working on his meditation. Great, yeah. It's just, it's so, like, I know I'm old, Holly, but it sounds very, I don't even think Sean Mendez is a millennial, but of that age. He's probably considered a zenial. Yeah. Because I think that our popular culture conflates the two sometimes. Yeah, it's just like all young people are millennials, but that ha- that died about 10 years ago. Yeah, because millennials are, are hurtling towards middle age at a very fast pace. Yeah, just like flackers over here, we are now middle-aged. Yeah, you got your age. He's only 23. Okay, so he's a zenial. He's like, he is going through it. Now, to give Shawn Mendes the grace that he's giving himself, <laughs> maybe... He's just going through a personal transformation. And, you know, like a lot of people, when they come to this juncture in their road, they think that they have discovered personal transformation, that no other person on planet Earth has gone through such transformations before. It belies an age that I think we can all relate to. Yes. The early 20th period of our lives the <laughs> yes. 20th period um you know what i mean Your early the, 20s. the early 20s where every emotion is the most intense emotion and he has the added benefit now again zombie publicationship probably used that relationship with camilla cabello for publicity by probably i mean totally so he has to amp it up to 11 anyway yeah he takes it to 11 but then also bradley considering so you said uh sean mendez is 23 his fan base is probably 13. Yeah. So for them... Do we even have a name for those kids yet? I think they're still Xenials. Okay. Other than that, I have no idea. I don't know if the social scientists have gotten around to it yet. But those ca- kids... Because they're kids. <laughs> kids. Kids. Seeing Sean Mendez giving himself grace in this moment 
is just probably the best thing that they have ever heard. Also, can I just talk about the evolution of the early 20-something? Because, like, the thing that annoys us right now is that Sean is in touch with his feelings, (laughs) which we didn't... I, I will speak for my generation. You're, like, somewhat behind me, but... Um, not by much in terms of lived experience, I think. Like, I would never have couched things in the context of, like, giving myself grace and, you know, transformation. And it would have just been, like, it it was a hot mess. I was a hot mess at that age. I did not have words that sort of even pretended to sound mature, right? Right. Uh, Like, maybe I was, like, uh, what's the word I'm like imitating what my parents generate because I think that's what's happening here is right when you're in that age group you're looking to adults and trying to mirror what you think is that behavior yeah and that's very much what like millennials would say right like I'm finding myself I'm uh, transcendentally meditating to because I'm goopifying myself uh-huh. right Whereas, you know, that's probably not what he's actually doing. Yeah. You know, giving yourself grace after a breakup in your early 20s, at least for me, was like, yes, you can eat that entire large pizza sitting on the couch alone. You're fine. Oh, see, for me, it was like I'm going to the bar for the next four days straight and I'll see you on Sunday evening as I pretend to curl back into my... Uh, chinos for work on Monday morning. Okay. This is called grace. Uh, I'm going to give myself grace in the break, but hey, I also want to tell you Camille Cabello, she's feeling his feelings. She liked his post, so it's all good between them. When we come back, we have a question for you. Why are you listening? No. What do you think about Britney? We're actually, we'll tell you something really interesting about Britney when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1.